Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to the GG Over Easy Podcast, episode 205. My name is Blue Weslow. Here is Robbie underscore V. Today we're talking... That's right, probably underscore viral disease. Wait, viral infection, not viral disease, viral, whatever. Speaking of viral. People think I have an STD, so thanks. <laughs> venereal, that's venereal, Rob. Oh, is it? Anyways. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, venereal. You don't get a viral disease from having sex, Rob. Well, what if your sex tape went viral and you got an STD? Speaking of things going viral on the internet, we got the Game Awards. This is uh, our annual Game Awards nomination stream stream podcast where we talk about, uh, you know, the games that we want to win, uh, some of the games we think we're going to win, and we go through every single category, give our votes, what we are voting yep. for, what we want to win, and just talk about the cool games uh, that might win, may not win. Uh, maybe talk about a couple of the snubs here and there, uh, but... This is a big gaming, big gaming podcast day. So if you guys hate listening to our terrible opinions, congratulations. We're keeping it just to gaming this time. Anyways, stick around. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast. Not a rerun this week. Not a rerun. 205? 205. 205. Uh, Sorry about the... Um, rerun last week. I um, had to go to a wedding um, and uh, that's where I got sick. I'm currently am sick. Kind of on the tail end of it now. Last night, though, was pretty rough. It was kind of one of those things where um, you know when you have like a dry cough and it just kind of hurts to cough um, and then like, you try and go to sleep and then you're like, okay, try not to focus on coughing. Try not to, but then you like now you're not trying to focus on sleep. You're just trying not to focus yep. on co- yeah. It was awful, bro. It was like one of the worst nights of sleep last night that I think, because we were supposed to do this podcast early in the morning. It was 8 a.m. and I had probably slept two hours through the night. I, literally I was like, look, man, I just doused myself with more uh, NyQuil, which like, I don't know, man. I feel like those don't work unless you take too much. You know what I mean? Like if I take yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what I'm supposed to with NyQuil, I don't feel a thing. But if I take, you know, a little two swigs or something, you know, and feel a little bit better, um, that's when, like, I only really feel like I can fucking sleep. You know, playing a dangerous game, but I'm able to fucking sleep. Um, so. I respect uh, that in a dark, twisted way. Yeah. So, like, my throat, um, I, and, like, I tested for COVID. Um, one of the tests I took, you know, had, like, the, had, like, the dimmest little line in the whole world, but like, it looked like not filled in, you know, but those COVID tests, I feel like are sometimes like a 50, 50, but you know, I am sick now positive for COVID. I don't think so. Um, so appreciate the patience on the stream. I haven't streamed since I got sick. Um, I can tell you're going through it. Cause you haven't even shaved. You, you well, just, that's another oh. thing. I'm actually. Are you working on it? Up. No, uh, it's actually uh, for a sub goal that I had during the subathon where I don't shave for two months. Dude, um, I think it looks good. Do you think it looks good? I think it looks awesome. So here's the thing. All right. Here's the thing. And I could tell you this from all the ladies that are watching right now. You have insane Pete Davidson energy right now. Because of you being sick, so your hair's all messy, and you look like you haven't slept in weeks, and you have that that little, you know, that little like a uh, not quite full beard, but not quite bald face, and there's just something that screams abusive about you right now, nice. the way you look, and there's just something that really clicks with <laughs> with the with audience about the uh, the Pete Davidson vibes right now, so. Uh, 
You know, I don't mean to call anyone out. I'm sure there's probably people who are like listening right now, like Jesus fucking Christ, Blue. Why do you have to call me out like that? But you know, it's true. So, uh, Rob's going through it right now. He loves Pete Davidson. Um, yeah. So this is currently what you're seeing here is like, I think like 20, I think 22, 23 days or something like that. Cause I kind of started around like my birthday. Um, so yeah, currently growing this out. It's like super patchy. Able to kind of see, but there's like no hair from in here, but there's like a little You're bit starting from ground right zero, dude, so I get it. I um, get it. But like, I'm not trying to actively grow it. I'm sure when two months finally ends, I will shave it. 100%. Uh, you're you're going to be over it, I bet. Because I, I don't think it looks good. I know I can't grow a beard. Um, so that's there. there's that. Um, so yeah. So for over the next couple weeks, for probably five or yeah, probably six more weeks, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where this takes us. You can only really see the stash. Um, you know, I got a pencil mustache. Um, I don't think it'll ever be a full grown type of thing, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun, I guess. Um, I've never ever this is probably the longest my facial hair has ever been in my whole life, probably ever. Um, Christian would probably say it looks good. Um, I, I think it looks good. Uh, speaking of Christian, um, for those that listen to the podcast and may not have seen it, um, I'm sure you guys did. Uh, Mr. Fruit did put out an update video. Um, so if you haven't seen that, go watch that. Um, his return to the podcast is, you know, I don't want Christian to feel like he has to hop right back into a million things. So whenever he decides to work the podcast back into his schedule, We'll open him with open arms, but just understand that Blue and I aren't pressuring Christian in any sort of way uh, to feel like he has to come back to the podcast immediately. So um, with Fruits Return to the podcast, they'll kind of um, up in the air um, on when it is, but it will be at some point. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, um, we are in award uh, season. It is a full-on game award season. This is the this is the game awards voting episode as we do every year yep we will have our own uh video game awards uh nominees and all that kind of stuff at the end of the year um i'm gonna make an award show i'm gonna make our own kind of categories and stuff like that and we'll all um we'll all vote and have our sorts of things i'll also put a poll in the uh discord um for those that support the gg over easy through patreon um we'll tally your guys's votes as well for the uh for the listeners vote um, so yeah, we have, um, 32 categories here, uh, from the video game awards. Um, is there anywhere you would like to start blue? Let's start from the back and let's go through it all, baby. Okay. So we'll start from the back and we'll end at game of the year. So starting from the back here, we have the best esports event. Um, the best esports event recognizes an event across single or multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for the participants and the broadcast audience. Okay, see, okay. so our nominees are 2023 League of Legends World Championship, Blast TV, Paris Major 2023, Evo 2023, the International Dota 2 Championships, and the Valorant Champions. Not championships, just the Valorant champions. They wanted to be nice and cute about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel um, like this one's easy just because uh, of everyone's biases here. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously going to vote Evo because I'm a huge fighting game freak. So, okay. 
I think your vote, my vote might surprise you. I'm not voting for Blast. Blast was kind of shit, actually. I'm I okay. I, I thought it was either Blast or League of Legends. It's actually not League of Legends either. Uh, believe it. Are or you going to vote for Valorant, my guy? No, fuck no. Um, believe it or not, my vote is going to the International Dota 2 Championship. Every really? time, yeah, dude. I'm. I gotta say, like, as some, and like, I'm, I'm talking about from like a pure, like, knows nothing about Dota. Every time Ti Finals comes, where it's uh losers finals and then grand finals, yep. I watch every game. It's the production was so sick this year. They had this cool like stained glass window thing. It Valve, like, it really makes me wish that like Valve would do. And then this is probably like a really controversial take with the esports scene with CSGO. I wish they would do away with majors in CS2 and instead just have the international and like just have once a year have a CS2 international tournament where we call it the international as yeah. well and it has the same kind of and it's like the one Valve event every year and we take money from the battle pass or whatever they do so it's like a six million dollar pool that type of thing. I think it would just really cool. Um, to see that kind of come to CSGO. And that, that's why I'm voting for the international. I think the international love Dota. Right. And then, then the, I got to say too, what I love the most is kind of that arena type thing that you see with the internationals where they have like the players in like a box where they oh, can't yeah, really yeah, like yeah. hear anything. Like they, they just have the box and then like they're right across. From, I think that is so sick. It adds to the, that's the immersion of the, some serious shit. So yeah, exactly. Like does those boxes really probably do anything other than like, I don't know, like just look we cool spend money on them, baby. Yeah. So, um, that, that would be my vote. I yeah, didn't really well, get to watch Evo this year. I um, dude. Yeah. I, I'm sure fruit was here. He would, that's not true. Fruit would probably have gone for league of legends. Yep. But I love Evo. Evo this know. year was Evo this year was great. I think Evo was. See, I don't awesome. think Christian would do league because this league tournament really? is in Korea, uh, and unfortunately, if with Korea, if Korea isn't playing, the crowd just doesn't show up. Yeah, so the crowd. Yeah, the crowd's been kind of eh, like just you know, and you only need- when like T One or Gen G or KT Rollster were playing about it. There. Um, we'll go. Um, we'll get, we'll skip like best esports coach, like that's kind of because, um, like, whatever. All right, no, we won't. Uh, we'll go to the best esport coach. We'll do this one quick. Um, uh, Christy Potter Chi for Evil Geniuses, Danny Zonic, uh, for Team Falcons, previously Team Vitality, Jordan Gumba Graham, Florida Mayhem, um, Remy XQK, uh, he was the G2 coach. Or by t- I don't know, um, or uh, Yoon Homi Song Young of JD Gaming League of Legends. Um, I'm going to vote for the League of Legends guy because I think that's the guy that led JDG to nearly completing the Golden Road. I don't know who any of these people are, so I'm just going to like shoot randomly. Um, uh. Uh, dude, I don't know. I think they all deserve to win. World peace. Um, would you like to read best esports team? Uh, yes, sir. Well, we have best esports team recognizing a specific esports team judged for the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2023. We have evil geniuses, fanatic, gaming, gaming gladiators, gaming gladiators, 
JD Gaming and Team Vitality. Um, so Evil Genius is for Valorant, Fnatic is for Valorant, because uh, it's like over a certain team, not the org itself. Um, yeah, Gaming, Gladiators, Dota 2, JDD, League of Legends, and Vitality Counter. I'm going for Evil Geniuses because I always like their branding. Um, I'm going to go with JD Gaming because they nearly completed the Golden Road, um, but just losing to Faker in Korea, you know, that just was going to happen. Well, shit. Um, next category, Blue, we have esports, uh, best esports athlete. Um, we have Faker, the legend. Faker! From CSGO. Uh, Demon One from Valorant. Hydra from Call of Duty, Ruler from League of Legends, and Imperial Hal, Apex Legends. Okay, I'm purely going to go off of... Um, I'm going for Imperial Hal. You know, I don't, see a okay. lot, I don't see a lot of Apex Legends represented often, and I think that's a cool uh, Dark Horse pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the easy pick, and that's Faker. Um, that's, he hey, like broke Dynasty, his, he broke his wrist this oh. or not he didn't break his wrist he hurt his wrist or something had some sort of injury and when he went to the bench T1 just sucked they were really bad but then he came back and led them to the finals of the LCK like split which helped them qualify for worlds and now they're in the world championship final um where nobody like really ever saw them um making it so um Baker is a god. All right, Baker's- I got this next. Uh, I got this next one for you because I know you, I, w- I want you to come in hot. Like once I'm done, all right? Okay. Okay. Best esports game, but the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, irrespective of genre or platform. Rob, I mean CS2 has probably on there. I'm sure. Ah, damn! I thought you were gonna be like but- CS2 is the greatest game in the history of mankind. I want but you no, guys to like, understand CS- that Counter Strike is I mean, a lifestyle. Counter Strike like, is not is. just a video game. It's an experience. It's a human resource that deserves to be experienced like fossil fuels, water. I mean, yeah. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. To be honest, about CS Go. Um, oh shit! And that's what like, like that's what this should say. It should say Counter Strike Global Offensive because in 2023, that's what people played was Counter Strike Global Offensive. Um, and for that, yeah, I will lay down my sword and shield uh, for Counter Strike because, again, like you said, it is the greatest FPS esport there is. It's the pinnacle. You know, like how Formula One is the pinnacle of racing. You know, I would say the same thing for Counter-Strike. I would say, like, Counter-Strike is the F1 and Call of Duty is, like, NASCAR or IndyCar. Um, Counter-Strike is truly the greatest shooter esport that there is. Um, Now, we'll hopefully see that turn for CS2 slowly, you know. Takes a big boat to turn, you know. Big boats just don't turn in a day. That's what my dad likes to tell me. Takes a long time for a boat to turn. Um, so, uh, the cat, uh, the nominees, Counter-Strike 2, Dota 2, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, which is pretty big, apparently, and Valorant. Uh, so yeah, my votes for CS2. What about you, Blue? Uh, my vote is probably going to go to CS2 just cause I feel like it's, I don't really see a lot about Valorant. PUBG Mobile. I didn't even know PUBG Mobile has like a huge esports yeah, it's following. Like a big, yeah. It's like India is like, it's like one of the biggest esports in like. Damn, that's honestly crazy. Uh, well, yeah. shit. 
Um, yeah, League. I've just never. I've. I've. I could just never get into League. And then Dota Two. I mean, I think. I I the the Dota Two like following is super sick, but I just the same deal. I just can't get into MOBAs as esports. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I get it, especially when like you look at League or Dota. I feel like I for me, much prettier for me. CS is just so easy to spectate. Yeah, that like I'm not even a big fan of spectating CS, but like if I like, it's pretty easy to to watch and know what's going on. You know what I mean? So. Hmm. Um, next category we have content creator of the year. Um, we have Iron Mouse, People Make Games, Quackicity, Spreen, Cypher PK, and our very own Mr. Fruit. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously like not even fair to the rest of the people. Like, Mr. Fruit's obviously taking this award. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, this is also I, conjecture, by the way. Um, he's yeah. not actually nominated, even though, you know, yeah. I mean, just saying hey, video you know, game awards. Yeah, um, like, I don't know any of the. I, I mean, I know Quackicity because Quackity? he's like the Minecraft guy. I think I, I know, know. I know Quackity and Cipher. That's it. I know Cipher because of Minecraft or uh, not Minecraft. Minecraft. Uh, Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite. He, I'm a hero. Fucking. I don't know. So what, hard, I, don't know what, I don't know who Spreen is. No, I have no idea who Spreen is. I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry make, to that man. I see that man in the you streets. Know people make games. I don't know. People make game like it. Oh, they're a Roblox stream. Okay, they're like a Roblox creator. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm so confused. People make games has uploaded one, two, three, four videos this. I don't understand. Uh, How can you be content creator of the year if you made four videos? Hey, man. Don't at me like that. I don't that. get it. I stream like once Whatever. or twice a year, right? And um, I'm going to vote for Iron Mouse solely because it looks like it's a VTuber. And uh, I'm sure Sammy loves this VTuber. <laughs> Fuck. And <laughs> I'm sure everybody out there with the VTuber bug loves them too. So I'm going to go Iron Mouse. All right. Shout out, Sammy. We got next up. We got most. Antici- Wait, who'd you vote for? Oh, Cipher PK. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll vote for Cipher. Cipher's a cool dude. I like. I you okay. know. Uh, next up, we got most anticipated game. Recognizing here we go. Game, Some real na- something to sink our teeth into. Announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Okay, what? what a word demonstrably like. Let's- uh, demonstrably. Uh, anyways, uh, we got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. A lot of the weebs are looking forward to this one. I'm included. Hades Two, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and a Tekken Eight. Ooh, all right. I'm a little split on these myself, to be honest. I will say, don't I mean, know what the fuck Star Wars Outlaws doing there. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I'm excited. Like, but I don't know what Star Wars Outlaws even is at this point. You know what I mean? Like that picture that they have for the thing is like the most I fucking have seen yeah. About I don't know anything about this game, and <laughs> like with all due respect, I would be way more hyped for Fallen, a uh, Fallen Order game versus uh, and uh, this game yeah. that Ubisoft see like I want to be hyped, but then I see Ubisoft, so like yeah, that's what I was about to say as well. Like you see, so Ubisoft I'm not game. hyped. This is tough for me because like I am looking forward to Seven Rebirth, 
But like Tekken looks so heat. Tekken 8 uh, is just looking gas. See, like, I'll probably vote. Like, if I was to look at these lists and they'd be like, which are you most excited for? I would say Star Wars Outlaws. So I'm going to vote for Star Wars Outlaws. Oh, hey. Just on the fact, on the IP itself. Um, I'm probably going Tekken 8. I, that, that, like, Tekken, it just looks so heat, man. I, I would normally go with... I would have yeah, normally right. went with Seven Rebirth, but Tekken Eight just looks hype. Like it's one of those fighting games. Like it makes me want to actually play it, and I don't have time to invest in a fighting game, but I want to try it. So, you know, Shark, see you on the sticks. It'll be pretty easy to beat him. I mean, it'll take me like it'll take me a couple days to catch up to him. I'm a fighting game warlord, so unfortunate, Shark. But hey, pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool, and I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash GG and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash GG. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Um, our next category here is best adaptation, recognizing excellent and creative work and faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to other entertainment medium. Oh, this one's on. Um, this one's this easy is, as shit for me. What? It's easy. Oh, this one's easy. This is like a, a banger category. This is a um, great category because of how good video game like like two uh, show and movies have gotten lately. So, so. I'm going to read the nominees and then I'm going to ask a question. I have to yep, yep, yep. okay. Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal. Yep. My question is, where is the anime of um Cyberpunk? Was that last year and it's not this year? I uh, thought that came out this year. I'm pretty sure the Cyberpunk anime was last year, my guy. Okay. I was just curious. Yep, I was shocked year. to not see that on year. here. Okay. It was almost, it was, it was a little over a year ago. Yeah. So. All right. If it's so easy for you, what, um, what are you voting for? Here? I think this is easy. Last of Us dub. I would say not to, not to say easy because the other ones are bad, but because easy because last of us was so good. Like yeah. I think the last of us expanded on the game in ways that were better than the game. And yeah. I mean, like, there was pros and cons to it. Like, uh, I think the last 
episode wasn't like quite as good as the game but like dude pedro pascal is just such a good actor um the actress who played ellie was great too um they just did like and then just the it was just it was just great it was just awesome i think yeah the last of us is the best video game adaptation to to a you know to tv or movies that's ever been made in my opinion so I would have is said there, Mario Bros. movie if Flash Force didn't come out because Mario Bros. did bang. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'll talk about is the Super Mario Bros. movie was awesome. You know, I didn't see it in theaters, but I ended up like seeing it a little bit later and I had fun. It was a great movie. It was fun. You know, it was clearly like one of those like clean, I was made for kids, but like I clean, enjoyed it. Like, that clean, was, fun hour and a half, yeah, baby. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, you know, I ate a seasoned chicken breast and like that was mm, good. it was a good you know? it was a good costco rotisserie chicken like it was yeah. just mm. yeah nothing yeah. nothing crazy nothing over the top but it was like that was a good meal now everybody that liked mari you know it didn't it didn't you know some 60 year old out in iowa didn't see the super mario's Mo- bro movie and go you know what i'm gonna go see that because i don't know what mario is you know like it the Last of Us broke gaming like, like barriers in the sense that like normal people were <sighs> well, watching The Last of Us not even knowing that it was like a video game. Like, like oh production. no, I could. T- well, yeah, for me, I think everyone knows the Mario Bros. Right, every single exactly. person knows the Mario Bros. So they're gonna go see the movie. But yeah, a lot of people watched The Last of Us not knowing. It was a yeah. video game, and because of that, so many people were like, "Oh, this is based on a video game." Like my, um, so many of my friends, some of my IRL friends, were like, "Dude, the last was was so good." At my gym that I've been going to, they were like, "Oh man, you guys got to watch the last was." They didn't even know it was about. It was based yeah, on a video like, game. Oh, did so, you play the game? They're like, "Oh, it's a game." Like, yeah, it's. it's- when a a piece of video game like production kind of breaks that transcends what it was to like to like the perception to the to the greater public of what it is it's like that wasn't a game like people are just like damn this show is fucking awesome yeah just a form of entertainment it's just awesome so yeah that's my long-winded vote would also be the last of us because i think the mario Bros. movie is like a very close second but it didn't do what the last it was it was for, fun. Like entertainment. It was fun. But yeah, Last uh, of Us was like, like crazy. All right. Uh yeah, the next category is best multiplayer. Now this is gonna be a little hot of a take for some nominees. For outstanding online multiplayer gameplay design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences. We have Baldur's Gate 3. Diablo 4 <laughs> Diablo 4. Party Animals. Street Fighter 6 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So for me, when I hear best multiplayer, I think Mm -hmm. of playing with my friends and having the greatest experience, like which is going to give me the most fun experience of like multiplayer. And for me, that's no question. It's got to be party animals. Like at least like for like how I am as a gamer, you know, I'm sure the, Baldur's Gate 3 multiplayer is really cool in the co-op experience and you know, having that kind of group thing. But for me, when I'm like, I'm at this point of a gamer, it's like when I'm playing a multiplayer game, I want to like laugh, have fun with my friends. And that's what party. I'm the exact same. 
I'm the exact same. I've been looking forward to Party Animals for so long because that game is so fucking fun to play with buds. Yeah. Just like just like a good like oh no one's got anything to play. Everyone's chilling voice or some shit. You guys wanna fucking you guys wanna hop on party animals? Yo, party animals? Hop yeah. on party animals. It's fun. It's just so and dope. I think it's like it's not it's not like a full sixty dollar game, right? It's like twenty bucks, I think, or something around that, like thirty bucks, I something think. like that. It's it's a it's a it's a discount price for yeah. I mean the game is very I mean it's a one note it's game like, in that sense, but the like game is what you make it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you make it. I think that's really awesome. I and I'm sure bad. like over the years they'll make level edit level edits and stuff like that. I, I think it's a really good game. Now, Super Mario Bros. Wonder does look fun to play a co-op, but it almost is like if you like when I see Super Mario Bros. Wonder, it's like, oh, have you played Super Mario Bros. like Super or whatever the old one is? It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, you've played this. But maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe there is a lot of different I think it's I think when games come out so soon, it's a little weird to be adding them to like the because Mario Bros. Wonder literally just like just dropped. I feel like I feel like there's gotta be a cutoff. Like at least a month before the voting process, because it's like y'all, yep. y'all really, you've sat with the game for long enough to put it into the best multiplayer category. Like, I don't know. I, if I'm sure it's probably dope, right? But yeah, I don't know. I'm sure the um, re- the rest seem dope. So Street Fighter Six was Street Fighter Six was pretty hot. But nonetheless, next category. Uh, next category is best sports slash racing game. We'll go through this one pretty quickly. Oh, EA yeah. Sports FC 24, F1 23, Forza Motorsport. Okay, Pog. Uh, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. <sighs> also kind of Pog. Uh, the Crew Motor Fest. <sighs> um, that Hot Wheels game, the one Christian I played this? I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think it was the... I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, no, it's, I don't think so. This is really? like the second one, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, the, maybe play the first all one. All the reviews are like, yeah. But like, I loved that game. So I'm voting for that one. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm voting I for Motorsport because was- Forza has just been. Forza has had Gran Turismo by the balls for the past decade and they're not stopping. So. I respect that. Well, that was easy. Well, here we go. Next category. Uh, We're not going to have a lot of experience on this one, lads, but here we go. Yeah. Best sim strategy. Best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay. We have Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. We have loves that one. City Skylines 2. I know a lot of people love. Company of Heroes 3. Fire Emblem Engage. And Pikmin 4. Um, like Blue said, uh, the experience of this. Like, these are the kind of games where it's like, like I look at Skylines, it's like design a city. It's like, why would I do that? If I wanted to do that, I'd go to school yeah. and then I'd get paid to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't just do it for fun. Um, so I'm glad um, those people enjoy would, it. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to vote for Fire Emblem Engage because my brother loved it and said it was this game of the year. And was very upset that it was somehow not in the game of the year like nominees. And I said, get a job. Like, it's Fire Emblem. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Now nah, get his ass, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll vote for that for you, Eric. I'm definitely voting Pikmin 4. I, I really enjoyed Pikmin 4. Um, nice, cozy game. Oh, so you game. played it. I played it. I haven't finished it. 
but of all these, I mean, Pikmin's Pikmin's a fun game, man. Like, that was like the one GameCube game as a kid that just never like I just I never played it. It's, I don't know why. Never. Yeah, it's it doesn't appeal to everyone. It doesn't need to, you know. But I would say I would I would vote for Pikmin four. Um, next category here we have best family for the best game appropriate for family play, um, irrespective of genre or platform. Um, we have Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin Four, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah, this is a clean sweep of party. Party Animal Sweep. Party Animal Sweep, really? baby. See, I'm thinking as a perspective as a parent, what I would want to play with my kids. I want to see plushy looking animals beating the shit out of each other. That's good ass family fun, baby. See, I'm picking Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I think. Then I think to back when I played Super Mario 2 with my dad as a kid. Um, that's like one of the things I hold on to. So I'll do Mario's Bro. I can see Super Mario Bros. Wonder 100% being Ooh, classic. This next category blue is for you. <laughs> Go on. No, you're. you're oh, you're me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. All right. This is best fighting. For the best game designed primarily around head to head combat, we have God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, which, by the way, I didn't even fucking know there was a second one coming out when the first one just came out. Well, they cut the... You can't even play the first one, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear shit. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, We got Pocket Bravery and Street Fighter 6. Well, this one's honestly pretty easy for me. I, I, I do enjoy me some Street Fighter 6. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably going to be a pretty easy Street Fighter 6, because I've been seeing some Mortal Kombat things, and sure, like, the Omni-Man like, character's cool and stuff, but I've seen a lot of bugs in that game. Mortal- I didn't really see that when Street Fighter came out. Mortal Kombat does seem hype, but, um... Yeah, Mortal Kombat just never been my game. So, uh... Just never really, never really grabbed me. This is a hot one. This next one coming up is a hot one. Uh, best RPG uh, for the best game design with rich uh, player character customization and progression, including massively uh, multiplayer experiences. Uh, we have Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy, I believe that's 16. That's right, baby. Uh, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Um, I'm voting 16 purely because... Uh, that game is a visual trait. I think Baldur's Gate is probably going to take this pretty cleanly because Baldur's Gate yeah. is just pff, that game took over the world this year. Um, I've heard good things about Liza P, but I don't know. I don't think it really. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I just... have to get around to playing that game. I thought it looked kind of fun. I'm um, definitely like voting sixteen though. Type. Yeah, I'll vote for Baldur's Gate. Um, I'll be the normie. Um, kind of just seeing the character customization you can do. And, you know, I don't think anything is more RPG than D&D. And it sounds That's like true. they captured they captured that um, that essence, I would say, in like a, in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, from what I've seen. I haven't played it yet. Um, yeah. But yeah. All right. We got best action adventure. This is a big category this year. I mean, this is a massive category this year. For the best action-adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, we have Alan Wake 2. 
Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Sheesh. I played four of these. The only one I didn't play was Alan Wake. Yeah, I have not played Alan Wake. This is another one of those where it's like, that shit just came out. Do we really Yeah, have- exactly. Like, I, I can't. I po- like see like that one that's one that should like I don't know go into the next year but that's neither here or there this one's really tough I mean like Resident Evil 4 was a good time like I, I played it for about four hours I think and had fun I didn't end up finishing it but I had like fun like I could see why people really like it Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor was awesome like if you got past the game not working first month um, really awesome story the puzzles were fun um, but I think that's it, it's clearly between Zelda and Marvel Spider-Man. I think so too. Um, I, I'm I'm voting for Tears of the Kingdom. I streamed the entire game. The game was so good. I was like, I gotta finish this game, and I'm finishing it with stream. I I rarely fully finish not Pokemon games on my streams, and Tears of the Kingdom was just fucking phenomenal. I think I would say Tears of the Kingdom is probably like has like like just like beat my ass so hard that it was like you're gonna put me in your top five games of all time right fucking now you little bitch and i said yes here's the kingdom you are in my top five games of all time i will so i i i thought here's the kingdom was just fucking incredible so i'm i'm giving my vote to tears um i'm gonna give my vote to marvel spider-man like you kind of said you don't finish games ever i don't finish games either and i finished marvel spider-man and nearly contemplated on doing 100 percent damn um it's a lot of fun man like when you get in that kind of mode of combos and stuff like that and it was kind of the perfect like difficulty in the sense that like the game was hard but not too hard or too punishing um the only gripe i had again with that game was just kind of the um stealth missions and stuff but other than that it was awesome so i'm gonna give my vote to spider-man stacked ass category shit um best action game uh for the best game in the action genre foam is primarily on combat um we have uh armored core uh fires of rubicon uh dead island 2 ghost runner 2 hi-fi rush and remnant 2 Um, uh, pff, I, I there's a lot of these games I wanted to try out this year, but I haven't. Um, and both of those are in here for me too. Yeah, I know. I I didn't think I would enjoy Armored Core as much as I did, but I really enjoyed Armored Core. Um, I still really want to try Remnant. Uh, I watched tons of Dead Island too. It's all right. It looked okay, but um, and I know a lot of people love Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, I watched Joey play that. He seemed like that game. Uh, but I'm definitely giving it to Armored Core. I thought uh, it's definitely like a niche title, and I think a lot of people definitely won't vibe with it purely because it's such just like mecha games are just are just so it, kind of an acquired taste, but also like just definitely like not for everyone type beat. And I thought it wasn't for me, but I played it, and that shit was super fun. So, yeah, I'm gonna go uh, for Armored Core. Um, from what I watched, and from what people um, from old Armored Core game past like 
said about the game and how much they liked it more. Um, I'm going to go with Armored Core. It looked a lot of fun. I still need to play it. Um, All right. Best, are, is it me or is it you? I think it's me. I'll, I'll hit you go it. for it. We got best VR AR for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality. This is another one of those. I don't have VR, so I cannot really comment as much, but I have watched quite a few of these. Uh, we have Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Synapse. I think we can all agree that we're probably going to have to vote for Resident Evil Village purely off the fact... Damn, I was going to put on my VR headset. I don't know where... Purely off the fact that you can, in VR, get absolutely strangled by Lady Dimitris. Yeah, um, I would probably say if I had, like, because I have a VR headset and it was like, you need to play one of these games today, which are you playing? I would probably reluctantly pick Resident Evil Village VR mode. Um, That sounds terrifying, but also kind of very interesting at the same time. Kind of one of those games where, like, I feel like VR was made to play this. Yeah, 100%. All right. This next one's a little... Um, uh... Yeah, a little sleeper. Uh, best mobile game. Um, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Uh, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Yes! Shout out, shout out Butters. Um, Honkai Star Rail. Uh, Monster Hunter Now. And Terra Nil. Um, I'm strictly voting for Hello Kitty Island Adventure. I'm voting Hello Kitty Island Adventure because it deserves it, but also... Because fuck Conkai Star Rail. Fuck you weebs that are letting these companies give you these games that are straight rips. One for one copies of other great games. But, um, well, it's, well, they, they're actually really, um, it's the games are like really culturally significant and like they really like tackle a lot of issues that shut the fuck up. All right, Sammy. All right. Shut up. You're playing the game because there's a bunch of fucking hot waifus and husbandos and it's cool. So shading and don't eat my ass with that. fucking. Oh, my God. The cultural commentary. Shut up. Take eat your food. I even have people like dork who were like, dude, it's not just it's not just about the. It's about the plot, so and I was door. like, "Yes, it is." And I'm like, "What plot? Oh, you're talking about the plot on your like in between your character's legs? Is that what you're talking about? Because I know you're not talking about the plot of the game, all right, dude? You guys need to. Here's what you guys need to understand. You guys are like, dude, this shit, like this shit, like really, like I didn't think it would like grab me like this, but it did. Shut up. Sit in your corner and say you like hot anime waifus and husbandos, and just and leave us leave, leave the rest of us alone, man." All right, I don't want to hear about how fucking wicked Genshin and Honkai Star Rail tackled social commentary. Shut up, go away, Thank and then pay like five hundred dollars to get a fucking character. I hate you. You're the worst, and you suck. And I mean that. Jesus Christ. All right, glad I got that out of your system. <laughs> Feel better. I, I'm sorry. I had to do it. Yeah. All right, Rob, um, you got this next one. <laughs> That one was for you, uh, Sammy and Dork. Uh, best debut indie game. Uh, for the best debut game created by a new independent studio, uh, we have Cocoon, uh, Deridged, uh, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. Um, I didn't play any of these. I didn't play any of these either, so I don't think I could vote on this one. 
Yeah, I'm going to vote for Pizza Tower just because I like the thumbnail. I'm going to vote game. for Cocoon because that looks cool. Does look cool. Next up, we got Best Independent Game. For outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system, we got Cocoon once again, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Uh, I'm going to vote for Sea of Stars on this one because it was on a past one. I heard tons of good things about Sea of Stars, but I'm actually going to vote for Dave the Diver because Dave the Diver was okay. actually a really cool game. Oh. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> this, I was waiting for this one. <laughs> Best community support category. <laughs> Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, uh, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive on social media activity, and game updates slash patches. Uh, we have Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. You would think that's hilarious because three years ago. Um, Destiny 2. Um, Final Fantasy 16? 14. Was that for? 14. Okay, that's the one you play. Yep. And uh, No Man's Sky. Well, oh, let's, uh, let's get the cat out of the bag here. It is crazy to me the amount of bungee meat riding that I had to listen to. And then for Bungie to just fire their, like, basically their entire community support team. And then for the community support team to get passively nominated. But I will say, DMG did point something out really well on Twitter. I, I Yeah, I saw this. About how, is it really the community support uh, who's getting the award? Or is it just the, like, CEOs and, like, bigwigs accepting it? And like acting like, oh, they popped off because yeah, it really is. It really is like when they're like, oh, the best community support, whoever like the main devs are, like the main, like, uh, you know, the yeah. lead are. And they're like, man, we did that. It's like, did you? Well, like the, the best thing about it is like, I, I like to think like, cause I never thought about it like that. But when DNG said that, I was like, fuck, he's right. Cause it's almost like as if like, Let's say the makeup department on Dune won best makeup. Exactly. The fucking yes. director goes up and accepts the award. Like, you didn't fucking like do the makeup. So why should you be accepting the award? And then I thought it was really funny that like in the comments somebody posted a picture of like the past Bungie team accepting the award or something. Uh, um I mean, I'm already I, I mean, I'm voting for 14 because um like not just not just the devs putting so much work into like talking about what's coming to the game like we have our live letters every couple months but also i mean the social media team on 14 is is just great like they are they really lean into the memes uh and they're just super funny they have this whole thing going on this whole like running joke of like tweeting way uh which is like the 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 Lopperts are basically like always named like a noun or like a verb related to you know humanity with way at the end. So you have like silly shit like pudding way, who's like it's a rabbit that only makes pudding. You have like uh uh like singing way and stuff like that. So they have like this funny goofy Twitter meme running where like every once in a while like the Lopperit rabbit will take control of social media. 
They're doing really good. I know. I know. No one. I know. The very few people watching this who are like, "Oh, I know what he's talking about," but every, and everyone else is like, "So happy for you, Blue!" But they put a lot of work and effort into it. So I'm voting 14, not just because it's my favorite game, but because they actually put a lot of work into it. Uh, yeah, Blue, I'm with you, bro. Um, I'm gonna vote for 14 because a game that has kept your, um, you know, your your support and loyalty to over the years, you know, doesn't come uh undeserved or un uh. I'm looking for. It just deserves what the love you give it. So they obviously have earned it in some sort of way with their community support. So I'll, I'll vote for Final Fantasy for you. That's right. That's my go right there. Um, it also would be so funny to see if Bungie won this. One. That would be Somehow. hilarious. I mean, that, that would be so fucking funny. It would be like, you know, think- the best. It would be so funny if like fucking whatever his name, Luke, Luke Smith went up and like he said, oh. he's like, so <laughs> like yeah. it's so Too funny. Thanks for this uh, to the people who are sitting at home working a different job. <laughs> Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Anyways, best ongoing game is the next category. Order to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. We have Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Um, I would just like to say, fuck Genshin Impact. Fuck those guys, too. And if you vote for Genshin Impact, because it's such good, it's so good. Man, like, I can't believe they talked about such culturally respectable content. And, like, these characters have such deep... Shut the fuck up and go enjoy your hot anime waifu boobies and leave me alone. Anyways, I'm voting Final Fantasy XIV, because we have fine-ass cat girls in Limsa. Yeah, uh, I'm too going to go with Final Fantasy Blue once again. Um, if it's kept your uh, attention over the years, they must be really good at ongoing content. I will say, I, I, this is a, is, this is generally a stack category because 2077, the, 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 the rebound from 2077 is pretty impressive. And then obviously Fortnite every year, it's Fortnite, dude. It's it's Fortnite. They just don't stop. Epic Epic's content cycle is crazy. So it is it is a deceptively stacked category. Um, we have games for impact. Um, for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. Uh, we have a space. Notice how Genshin and Honkai aren't on these. Chance of Senar. <laughs> Goodbye, Volcano High. Uh, Chia? I don't know how to say that. T and a C next to each other with an H. Chia. Uh, uh, Terra Nil and Venba. Uh, I'm going to go with Goodbye, Volcano High just because it looks like a funny... I actually think I remember what the, the premise of that story is. I think it's like dinosaurs in high school. If I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Um, probably I'm probably going go goodbye. I'm going with Venba here because I um saw so many people talk about how amazing this game was for them, like seeing the representation for them. Um, which for people who don't know what Venba is, Venba is basically like um um it's like a cooking game. Um, and it's like a very it's a very 
big love letter to like uh to like Indian cooking, um, Indian culture, and so many people were just just enamored with it. So I was like, that really stuck with me. How many people loved it? So I'm voting for Venba. The one thing I did see about Venba is I think one of the game developers were like, uh, I need to figure out how to get a US visa in two weeks type of thing. So um, that'd be really good to see. Um, uh, we got innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. We got Diablo 4 or is a motorsport. Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. Yeah, um, I unfortunately can't really speak on the, the you know, accessibility issue, or uh, not issues, features. but features that this th- these games bring, you know? Um, so I probably won't vote. I wish uh, Steve could tell me which one to vote for. Um, as far as accessibility, I can't really speak a whole lot on it. I I think six did a good job in introducing uh, a new control scheme for like new players coming in. That was really cool. Um, I saw a lot of really cool accessibility features for Spider-Man two. Um, I would probably give it to six. Cause they did, they did put a lot of like really cool features in six to allow like more people to enjoy the game. So what about you, Rob? Nothing. You're just kind of, yeah, not I really mean, sure. I respect it. Yeah. I have no clue. All right. Um, yeah. Best performance award to the individual individual for voice acting. Um, we have Ben star, uh, for final fantasies at 16, 16, uh, Cameron, uh, Monahan from Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And we have Idris Alba for Cyberpunk, Melanie Labird for Alan Wake 2, um, Neil Newbon for Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lothenthal, uh, for Marvel Spider Man 2. Assume that's Peter for Spider Man 2. That is Peter, also known as Sasuke Uchiha. Oh, that's Sasuke? <laughs> yes, that is Sasuke Uchiha's. Oh, so- Wait, okay, so this Ben Starr guy, I only know him from memes. Oh, yeah, he's a great memer on Twitter. Yeah, he, like, somebody was like, they're looking for a new voice of Mario, and it was literally him, like, being serious, going, like, wahoo, and, like, stuff like that. I didn't know he was actually, like, a voice actor guy. No, he's, 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 he's a, he's voice actor, he's a genuine, he got notoriety on Twitter because so many, because of the Final Fantasy community, Loved his performance so much as Clive in 16 that he just has, he's got such a massive audience and he, he leaned into it by just being a great meme Lord. Yeah. Um, also so helps that he's pretty easy on the eyes and everyone wants to breed him. So yeah, he is uh pretty handsome and has, you know, like that giga Chad, that giga Chad like, voice that, you yeah. know, he, he, he he's got everything like going him, for him. I would admit. Yes, I am a third. Dude. Okay, that, that's right. I think Thirst Trap, I look at, I think that is. I, no, I get, I get you, I get you. See, but that's like, that's just, no, no, you're right. You're right. Honestly, he's right. He's spitting. He's right. All right, next category. Wait, actually, uh, we, we need to vote. Oh, yeah, you didn't vote. We need to vote. I voted um, Ben Star for the, for the memes. Yeah, I'm voting Ben Star. He's great. He's awesome. All right, next up, we got best audio design. 
recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. You know, my vote is probably going to be surprising to most. Um, I'm voting Dead Space. Um, I played about half of it um, early on in the year, and I had a ton of fun with it, and it's a very scary game. And just hearing the sounds of, like, a ship and space, it, they, they did a really good job of, like, giving that, you know, I, I really feel like audio design is one of the most important parts to a horror, scary type. Oh, 100%. Game. And I think Dead Space is really a, nails it on the head. I probably give it to Hi-Fi Rush because I watched a ton of people play Hi-Fi Rush. And that game just intertwines audio design with gameplay so well. Uh, it was just really cool. I thought Hi-Fi Rush was just super creative. And it just, yeah, it was just dope. It was just dope. Uh, next category here, uh, we have best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Really disappointed that we aren't seeing uh, the newest TFT set. Um, and that and that's kind of another thing, I think, in the best community support um, category. I would have loved to see Team Fight Tactics. Um, oh, that's fair. In, that's fair. In, in that, I think Team Fight Tactics team does a really good job. Um, I think Mort Dog is one of the best community managers. I, I mean, he's not even a community manager. He's actually like one of the game directors, and he almost acts as like a community manager at the same time. So disappointed to see TFT not in this, but we have Alan Wake 2, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, um, Final Fantasy 16, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda. This one's hard because it's like, I think it's very clearly between two for me. 16 fucking insane soundtrack that's like one of the best video game soundtracks i've ever heard it's and it's and honestly it was pretty light work for soken too because yeah. it's an insane composer i also loved a lot of the tears of the kingdom soundtrack it's specifically the it was the uh colgara the wind temple boss battle oh one of the sickest sickest songs i've ever heard in a video game uh it's such a, like a sick ass callback uh to wind waker uh and like the way they use like the melodies and motifs and yeah just mm, delicious so i i would probably i'm probably still giving it to 16 because oh my god soken just went so hard in that but Tears of the kingdom is whew, it's really hot too What do you think, Rob? Um, I'll probably vote for The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like the music in that game was one of the highlights of the game and kind of something they tried to build around. Um, so I, I'll vote for that. Next up, we got Best Art Direction for Outstanding Creative and or Technical Achievement in Artistic Design and Animation. Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and... The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, like art direction is always pretty tough for me to like, oh, like this is what they were kind of going for. Um, I guess I'd probably just go again with Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom just for that dragon flying around in the sky. I think Tears of the Kingdom went so fucking ham. 
that I just can't imagine giving it to someone else to to a different game. It, like the 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 design of and direction of the just everything, and then they had a they had a whole different artistic like the underworld and the overworlds like the what's whatever's above whatever they call above the whatever they the the whole design direction for for the ancients was so sick um the the whole new temples and shit the uh, it just went so ham i don't know it was just tears of the kingdom just just eye porn for me when it came to art so uh we have best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in games um alan wake 2 Baldur's gate 3 cyberpunk 2077 um phantom liberty uh final fantasy 16 and marvel spider-man 2 i would say to its detriment uh 16 was a great narrative game um but because it went so hard on the narrative i would give it to 16 Okay. Um, I'd probably go Baldur's Gate 3 here. Um, I think Baldur's Gate does win this, though. I didn't love the narrative of Marvel Spider-Man 2. The story was alright. Um, yeah, is. I just think Baldur's Gate's story is probably a lot more fun. I think Baldur's Gate's definitely sweeping this one this year, in my opinion. So. Alright. Next category, we got Best Game Direction. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. We have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. See, now I think this one's easy. And it should be Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Like, the, the amount of creativity that goes into that game is, like, bar to not. Like, it is insane. Like, the the... The fact I'm watching people make like wind chimes in the game that can actually play theme songs of other games um, and stuff like that. It, it, it's basically like, I think we talked about it earlier in the year. It's literally just like a sandbox and it's like, all right, figure out how to have fun in your sandbox. It's, it's crazy. Cause the game that is the direction of the game, right? Like of having this crazy sandbox that gives this game so much charm and it's to a degree that it's just like crazy like people are doing shit people are doing shit that like i thought i would see in gmod but it's in zelda right so it's like it's just crazy it's just yeah i i I think in the same way breath of the well was innovative for how it approached open world i think tears of the kingdom is innovative for the way it it approached its sandbox so I think the other games were great, but I wouldn't say any of them like like changed the way I saw like what a game could be, you know what I mean? So Yeah. So I'm giving it to Tears in my opinion for that one. Alright, we got the big one now. Oh, here we are. This is the big one. The big the big eat big food get big happy. I'm a little, uh, the nominees, to be honest, are a little strange for how great a lot of these categories were. Some of these decisions for game of the year are a little strange. 
Game of the Year nominees recognize a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. We have Alan Wake 2. Uh, why? Uh, we have. <laughs> I'm sure it's great, but it's like it just came out. Uh, we got Baldur's Gate 3, of course. Marvel's Spider-Man 2, another, of course. Resident Evil 4, which was just, just took the world by storm this year, and I get it. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, another one of those games is like, bro, that literally just came out like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Are we sure about that? And then we got The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's, 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 it's obviously Tears of the Kingdom. Of course, it's going to get nominated. Rob, hit us with uh- it. So my first question for you, Blue, is is there any game you think deserves to be in this that is not? I think as far as games that deserve to be in this that aren't, um, I'm a little surprised that... You know what game I'm surprised that didn't this. have any nomination at all, but I am pretty... I understand why it doesn't have a nomination at all. Maybe with the boss man? Um, Hogwarts Legacy. I figured I would see that nominated somewhere because a lot of people did I say the game actually, was fun. I'm and pretty surprised, it. yeah. And, you know, I get it that, like, J.K. Rowling is a fucking bitch. Um, but, like, that's, you know, that studio is totally something. You know, it's... It, it, it had a... It, Everyone said it did it great and it was a lot of fun. So I was just surprised that I didn't see Hogwarts anywhere. Um, um yeah. I, I am mean, surprised I didn't see Dead Space as well. Um, I thought Dead Space should probably be. Uh I was pretty surprised uh that we didn't see any Dead Space. I am surprised we did not see uh um, Fantasy? Are you not I, I like sixteen? I like sixteen, but it definitely like the game wise is a little weird. I wasn't totally like Okay. I think it had so many great things going for it, but I think I think any other year you would see sixteen nominated for game of the year, but this year was stacked hard. Um I'm surprised we did not see uh Street Fighter Six. I think Street Fighter Six is was like kind of a little bit of a renaissance for the game. I'm kinda of surprised we didn't see that. I am a little surprised we didn't see Diablo 4, not because I personally thought it was amazing, but because a lot of people loved the main game, like the main campaign. Yeah. I'm super surprised we did not see Phantom Liberty. Yeah, true. I I figured with all the... Like you said, I'm very surprised Alan Wake 2. Like, it it must be... I'm... I'm... Insane. It must be a lot of fun. I th- I I'm sure it's a great game, but I don't think it deserves it because of how close it is. Like it just came out. Are we have we sat with it long enough to say a game that was just a that's only a couple weeks old to say yeah this is this is game of the year, as well as Wonder. I I'm sure they're great games in their own regards, but I feel like Wonder you know, is the one that like for me is like you know you've played every kind of Mario game up until this point. Like how different is it from the other like Mario side yeah, scrolling? Exactly. Exactly. Like, genre of platform. I, I, I don't like. well I, I think I think it's done a lot of like really cool unique things but I don't know it, it, it's weird um, I, I'm definitely surprised Dead Space I'm definitely surprised Hi-Fi Rush uh, not seeing oh, yeah. uh, God what else came out this year there's just 
There's a lot of games. Oh, Armored Core? Armored Core. I'm... Armored Core, I kind of get it. I'm a little surprised we didn't see Starfield because yeah. uh, Starfield was such a big game. And I mean, Xbox, Starfield, that's like their big game this year. I'm pretty surprised we didn't see Starfield. Um, I think that's about it. There, there's just so many great games this year. And all due respect to Alan Wake and Super Mario Wonder, but like, I don't really think those deserve to be up there, to be honest. They're just way too hot off the presses. And like, even like looking at the Metacritic right now, like Alan Wake 2 is not even in like the top 50 Metacritic scores, right? So it's like, obviously Metacritic is not like the end all be all, but still like, um, I'm pretty surprised. It just seems a little, um, just too hot, man. It's just too, it's just too new. I, I I know a lot of people give like the Oscars and the Grammy shit because like the 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 cutoff is so early. Yeah. But like with the Game Awards, it's like Jesus Christ! Like, what do you think the Game Awards cutoff needs to be? Like, it's got to be at least. You're saying like games that come out in 2022. Like, what do you think? Um, I mean, like, I. I Obviously, like, you'll know a game is great within the first couple of weeks, right? But, like, Alan Wake literally came out, like, two and a half weeks ago from us recording this. Three weeks ago? Crazy. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Wonder? Even even less time than that? Super Mario Wonder came out... Uh, well, I guess Wonder's not that as... But, but Super Mario Wonder's just a week older than that. Um, do you remember what one game of the, uh, game of the year last year? Oh fuck! I'm talking all this shit. Spider Man Two came out at the same time Wonder did. Oh fuck! The comments are gonna come for me, but still. Um, uh, my I don't know if Wonder deserves to be up there. My vote for game of the year would be Marvel Spider Man. Um, I think. Not only is it, I, I think, the most fun game that came out this year in terms of just like a game anybody can pick up and just play and immediately have fun and just swinging around. And it, I truly believe it's the best superhero game to ever come out uh, in video game form ever. And it's right. I don't even think it's particularly even close. Um, it's a blast. It's going to be... I mean, I don't think it's going to win the category, uh, but it would be my game. Yeah, I'm I'm going to. That's tough. I will say to take a stance on it, there should be like a full month. Uh, before the game. Like from the Game Awards broadcast to nomination, there should be like a full month cutoff. So you're saying like October 1st would be the cutoff. Uh, more so like uh, when is when exactly what date exactly is the game awards? Um, twenty twenty three is December seventh. Uh, I would I would even argue two months. Okay, so November first or no, you so, said October first. Okay, so the so the nominees, right? What day is the nominees? The nominees where it came out on Monday, so they came out on the. Th- November 13th. So 13th. I would say from 
released to nomination, I would say seventh, the seventh, the seventh they announced. I would, I would, I would argue reasonably a game should be out for a month before they fully announce nominees. Because you got to remember, like, especially like wonder and Spider-Man two, I can, I can definitely understand to a degree, right? Like there's, they, they probably have like, like a full week or two with the game more than that. They probably have like a full two weeks before like the nominations fully go out. Right. But like, for me, Alan Wake, especially like from, from Alan Wake's release to nomination release, that is a week and a half from when the game released. That's like, that's crazy to me because there's a whole process of like getting the votes in from people. Yeah. To get these nominees out. So I think that's just, I don't know, man. I think that's way too soon. So I would say for me, the game needs to be out like a full month before nominations are announced if, to keep yeah. it fair. Cause like, I understand that. That's just, that's so soon. That being said, as far as the game of the year, I, it, it doesn't really matter for any of these games. I, I'm giving it to Tears of the Kingdom. I thought Tears of the Kingdom okay. was one of the best games I've ever played. Um, yeah. I, I, like you said, I think this award comes down to two. It's going to be Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate. I'll be really. Oh, interested. yes. Yes, I I think it's pretty neck and neck between Baldur's Gate and Tears of the Kingdom. And purely because like those two games really like Baldur's Gate is just an exercise in absolutely crazy RPG elements of just going full on like look at like this is a full on D&D brought to life in a crazy detailed game. So many branching pathways narratively to to an excessive degree that was so that is so so good that it's hard to imagine other rpgs not following suit in some way shape or form just the care and love they put into this game is insane and then tears of the kingdom is just is just like you you have you have breath of the wild and you just can't really imagine a game innovating in the way that that game did. And then tears of the kingdom comes out and it makes breath of the wild look like a, like a rough draft edition. Yeah. Like it, like breath, like uh, the Zelda team is just consistently so creative and like really pushes what I believe a game could be. And Tears of the Kingdom is like one of the most insane games in recent history that I play. And I'm like, damn, like I could have never, ever imagined this game to ever exist while I like walked this planet Earth. But here are the Zelda devs making crazy ass strides in what a game can be every single time from from a purely gameplay perspective, not from like, you know, not from like, uh, like what it could be artistically not from like oh what it could be narratively not from what it could be like oh pushing pushing the medium of the art it's straight up like how can a game and its gameplay be pushed forward in a way that is just it like almost unimaginable and to and the, the zelda devs continue to do it so for that reason it's it's easy tears of the kingdom for me i could definitely see ballers game three winning this though all right. Well, um, 
Fortunately, my voice is hooked. Same. Uh, thank you guys uh, all for oof. listening to the podcast today as we went through our video games awards. Uh, Q&A and just the normal kind of function of the podcast will return next week. Um, next week is Thanksgiving. So, Blue, bring a list of things you're thankful for. Hell yeah, uh, brother. We'll see you guys then uh, for the Thanksgiving episode. Everybody take care. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>